What's up, everybody? This is Doug Wagner from Films in Black and White. Today's episode is presented by Purple Carrot. Purple Carrot is the plant-based subscription meal kit that makes it easy to cook irresistible meals to fuel your body. Each week, choose from an expansive and delicious menu of dinners, lunches, breakfasts, and snacks. Every box is an opportunity to learn and experience something new with easy recipes and fresh, pre-portioned ingredients. No shopping, no food waste. Just globally inspired, restaurant-quality, plant-based meals. Get $30 off your first box by going to purplecarrot.com and entering code PODGO30 at checkout today. That's PODGO30 for $30 off your first Purple Carrot box. Purple Carrot, the easiest way to eat more plants. Y'all remember Frankenstein? Yeah, yeah, he's bits of dead people that someone <laughs> sewed together. That's pretty cool, right? And no one's like, no, man, that's fucking weird. Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. How we doing? You will notice a distinct silence where air horns normally we would be injected. I really so, thought about mouthing like air horns. And I we was like, should no, almost have idea. to mouth them. I'm not going to um, mouth them. No. Nah, I don't want to do that either. Um, <laughs> but it is the Brian and Doug show on episode 38 podcast another day for the Die Another Day James Bond movie. Um, you will notice that it is just the two of us this week as Marcus is deeply entrenched in finals prep um, and just kind of getting through the end of the semester. So he is taking a night off to do his studently yeah. duties, I guess is the best way to put it. So yeah. Yeah. And I feel I like this is a good point to like say. So for fo- for longtime listeners, you are aware Marcus is finishing his undergrad degree, but you may not be aware like Doug and I are like the old guys on the podcast. Yeah. Like we're the ones with <laughs> like, yeah. we're like in our 30s talking about like, what vitamins do you take? And Marcus right. is like, I'm yeah. ready to finish. So we just got done telling each other stories about our children. Like if yes. that gives you any sort of like glimpse into how this is supposed to I work mean, and what I'm, it looks like. I'm drinking so. Lipton tea and talking about children. So I feel yeah. like I've checked off a few of the yeah. like mid thirties checkboxes here. A couple. I mean, if we were playing thirties bingo, you got it. Like <laughs> you definitely got it. Um, but this is a great opportunity for me to introduce one of my three co-hosts, but for this week, just my only other co-host today, Brian Roush, Brian Roush. How are you this week? Doug, I'm feeling great. Uh, I, Thanksgiving was good. We have so many leftovers. I'm basically just having Thanksgiving meals like ever since <laughs> Thursday. So I finished uh, I finished the corn casserole yeah. sometime Monday. I'm working on the stuffing and the sweet potatoes yeah. and the rest of the turkey. I finished like the last turkey leg today. So nice. Nice. We're closing in, but how how about you, Doug? How are I'm, you feeling? I'm doing well. I am I am not digging myself out of. I mean, it sounds like you were mining for like like mining for nutrients. Like, well, <laughs> I just made it through the corn layer and now I'm still digging through the turkey and gravy layer. I have no layers. We were we got a turkey breast, so Thanksgiving oh, okay. was good for us. Um kind of stayed home, just laid low, yep. you know, to, enjoyed the quiet. Um but I'm not digging myself out because we just ordered a small little turkey breast. So to be honest with you, um it came and went but other than that i'm doing doing uh quite well so that's good that's um, good 
Well, we're going to go into get into the meat and potatoes of our podcast. And as you know, uh, we play catch that quotable for those who are longtime listeners. But we also like to engage with you, our fans, and catch that quotable on our Facebook page. So mm-hmm. Films in Black and White on Facebook. And this week we have a shout out um, for guessing this quote correctly. We also need to take a moment to just, I don't know, pause and reflect and, and maybe mourn a little bit that Maggie Roush did not get it this week. She, no, she, 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 she didn't know it and, or she but. didn't want to make a guess. And so we just kind of yeah. let it go. But the quote this week was, why don't you tell your daddy to comb his damn hair? Look like some spiders having a meeting on his head. And that is from <laughs> the classic movie Friday. Um, and so Chris Schulten's like oh. tentatively was like, Ooh, I think I know this one. Is it Friday? And he's right. Yep. Absolutely. Correct. So shout out to Chris Schultons for getting that correct. There um, is. Full disclosure. I've never seen that movie. I don't know why I chose to quote it this week, but just oh, seemed man. appropriate. It's um, a classic. Yeah. It's it's uh, people rave about it, but it's just not one that I've ever, ever seen. Yeah. Um, but Brian, I believe you are in the lead in the scoreboard. And since Brian, since Marcus is not here, yeah. I want to kick it over to you to decide, do you want to start or would you like me to start this week? Uh, well, re- real quick, before I do that, I just want to give a shout out to Chris Schultons again. Uh, he's a friend of the podcast. I, I message with him. So shout out way to go. Chris yeah, nailed that. Chris nailed it. So I know you're listening. So you can, you can do your happy dance or whatever you're doing right now. Um, but yeah, probably a happy dance. I mean, I'm assuming a happy dance. So I guess, Doug, I I think you should kick us off and I'll I'll close us out. So I will try to guess your quote. Okay. I I will, as you're guessing, just again, try to sing the Jeopardy theme song again, because normally that would be here, but it's not. But here we go with my quote. It's a little bit longer, so hang in there. All right, I'm ready. When I close my eyes, I see this thing, a sign. I see a name in bright blue neon lights with a purple outline. The name is so bright and so sharp that the sign, it it just blows up because the name is so powerful. It says Dirk Diggler. I will read it one more time. When I close my eyes, I see this thing, a sign. I see a name in bright blue neon lights with a purple outline. This name is so bright and so sharp that the sign, it it, it just blows up because the name is so powerful. It says Dirk Diggler. Uh, I know I should know Dirk Diggler. Uh, I don't, but I'm going to backwards uh, engineer it. Um, we're talking about fame. We are talking about getting, like, just making it. So I will, I'm going to smash that hint button. Okay. That hint button is roller skates. Oh man, roller skates. <laughs> that did not help you. No, Just it did like not that, that help um, you at I, all. Look, I got Joe Dirt. That's what I'm gonna guess. Okay. All right. That's a fair guess. Oh shit. Um, but unfortunately it is incorrect, Ryan. What is this movie? This is from the movie Boogie Nights. Oh man. And it like starring Mark Wahlberg <sighs> and like almost everybody. Like Burt Reynolds is in it, yeah. Mark Wahlberg is in it. Um yeah. Uh, John C. Riley's in this movie. Um, yeah, yeah. The hint comes from um, Heather Graham plays what her right. porn star name is that's Roller right. Girl because she never takes off her roller skates. So <laughs> that's where that hint came from. So this is from the movie. That's great. Uh, Boogie Nights. So wow. there you go. Yep. Enjoy. Wow. I haven't. I have not 
I have not seen that movie in like 15 years. Yeah, um, I'm glad you've seen it because if you hadn't, I would say mm, you might want to find like a dark room where you can like <laughs> lock the door. This movie is like not, it's not like dirty or gross. It's just kind of one of those movies where you're like, oh my God, they do everything in this. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, this isn't a movie. Yeah, this definitely isn't a movie where like you just put it on and like someone walks funsies. in. <laughs> Yeah, like this isn't one of those movies where you're like, I think I'll check out XYZ. Like, no, I no, live with three don't. other people. No, no, no. I don't, no. don't do that. Don't no, do that. I, yeah. So, so no, I haven't seen this in a long time. So, wow, good quote, good pull. Good pull. Yeah, deep dive. Yeah. All right, what All you got, right. Brian? Doug, here we go. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm on the page here. Uh, All right, here we go. Perfect. Quote Do you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? God damn it. God damn it, Brian. I don't need to guess that. I don't even need a hint. I don't okay. need the theme music. What is, is this it? from X-Men, Brian? Yeah, it is. This is Halle Berry <laughs> as Storm. You've really been riding that X-Men vibe ever since last week. Look, I, it's, Stephanie was such a fun guest. She was like, fun. She was so much fun on the episode. I learned a lot um, just based on some of the X-Men stuff. And I just couldn't, I couldn't get that quote out of my head. I meant to ask her about it and work it in on the podcast. And I never could. And I was like, honestly, Marcus and Doug probably know this, but I just can't get this off my brain. Yeah. So No, that's a good one though. I mean, that was the f- I remember when that first came out, like the first right. X Men. I remember that being like such an exciting movie because that was the first time that you like really saw like yeah. something. I mean, that was one of the very first like comic book movies that yes. had ever like really truly existed. So and it oh, was yeah. exciting. Like it was a good it was a good movie for sure. Yeah, because X Men, man, X Men came out in two thousand, and then like the Tobey Maguire one came out in two thousand two. So I feel like yep, X Men yep. was like the first kind of modern era superhero movie where people are like, "Hey, like what I see in the comics is on the screen, and that's rad." And we all know how that yep, went. There you go. <laughs> the rest they say is history, right? Accurate. That's right. All right. Well, that was fun. Um, that was a lot of fun. That was a good quote, though, too. I know it's it's nice to be cathartic and let the podcast let you yeah. work out some of your demons. So, yeah. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah. I mean, also, the writing of that is like, well, yeah, I mean, like, it's lightning. It's going to. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's. But you the way it happens to everything it. else when it's struck by lightning. Right. But like, it's a testament <laughs> to like the cinematography in that movie because you're like, whoa, like, she's so serious. And then like, you think about it after the movie and you're like, well, yeah, of course. Right. Or you compare it to like cinematography and stuff now. And I feel like that would have been seen as like super, super campy. Like if that same movie is released now, people are going to be like, "Um, come on, get with the times there, X-Men. Like it'd be seen as almost (laughs) a farce to a certain extent. It just goes to show you a tight shot with low lighting with someone looking very serious can get you a long way oh yeah very long way so (laughs) well that was good it's always fun to play catch that quotable and especially with you brian but we have news to get into this week so for for our listeners remember there is no movie that we're doing this week just kind of breaking down some highlights from across the world of hollywood and pop culture and elsewhere and Really, uh, I'm going to let you, Brian, kick us off since I started with Catch That Quotable. What do you have for news this week? All right. So for for listeners, you know I'm the resident uh, Star Wars fan, I should say, where I think we all have seen Star Wars. Encyclopedia is probably better, but yes. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I feel like I'm very jazzed about Star Wars. It's a way (laughs) of life for me. So 
uh, yesterday, uh, let's see here. This was written today. I think Ryan Johnson tweeted this on December 1st, but um, I'm picking this up from Slash Film. Uh, but essentially, Ryan Johnson was on Twitter responding to people about The Last Jedi, and someone had asked, hey, had you considered, uh, you know, trying to get Anakin's ghost showing up to speak with Luke or Rey in The Last Jedi? And if you haven't seen The Last Jedi or you need a refresher, uh, essentially, Luke Skywalker gets to a very dark point in The Last Jedi and needs a little guidance, and Yoda shows up. It's a great reveal. I loved it. And essentially, Ryan Johnson re uh, replied to this user and said, you know, uh, briefly during the tree burning scene, we it was considered uh, Luke's relationship with Vader. Uh, it was with Vader, but not Anakin. So it seemed like it would complicate things more than the moment allowed. Yoda felt like the more impactful teacher for that moment. Uh, so I'm paraphrasing yeah. that no. tweet. Yeah. And uh, I'll be honest, like a lot of sites picked this up and it, there was a lot of Twitter discourse. Sure. Um, it hit, I'll I'll do my commentary here. Like it hit close to me because I think Ryan Johnson did a great job with The Last Jedi and seeing him kind of talk about the process of this. Like I love hearing sure. about how these movies are made and having him talk about, yeah, we considered Anakin, but like that stuff's complicated. No, we're going to go Yoda, which to me, sure. it just shows that Ryan Johnson really understands Star Wars and Luke's relationship oh, absolutely. with like the variety of mentors that he's had. And he was like, nah, Yoda was the one that encapsulates most of the Jedi, everything wrong about them, everything that needs to be better. And like puts like Luke on this path to being his best self. Sure. So sure. that's uh, that was the first piece of news I wanted to bring. Did you have anything you wanted to add with that? I, I, mean, I actually don't know how you felt about last Jedi. Um, I, here's how I felt about the new set of three. Yeah. Um, just if we took them holistically and looked at all three of them, I think that they were really exciting and I think that they were really fun, but I think with last Jedi, there were certainly some things that it felt like it felt like they sort of dumped some plots that they wanted to dive down into, into that movie um, and just kind of left them there. Um, and then they also introduced things that we just didn't know could happen there. So it, it felt weird to me to kind of take some, make some of the choices. And the best example I can give of that is um, not just Finn himself, but I think the character mm. on the planet where they found that find the death star um, yeah. and they introduced this whole like other like love interest for Finn with the Horsewoman. Gotcha. Um, in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Gotcha. I'm thinking of a different movie, aren't I? Nope. You're good. You're yeah. good, man. But anyway, um, but yeah, that's Rise of Skywalker. But all three of them, I felt like yeah. they were really good. I like I really appreciated the unique uh take on it. Like that was yeah. certainly exciting. So yeah, no, I I I enjoyed all three. I also have also just admit, admitted to getting them confused with one another. So <laughs> that's okay. maybe that also tells you something. <laughs> that's okay. Did you, I mean, did you have any reaction to what Ryan Johnson was saying? I agree or was with it him. Just kind like, of like, I mean, I entirely agree. I mean, it would be really peculiar for Luke to burn down a Jedi temple and have the, <laughs> like the Jedi version of a Sith Lord right. show up. It's like right. you, you can't put him in like can't be like Vader's ghost because it's like what the fuck is he doing here? <laughs> but you also can't introduce Anakin because he's like I've never seen Homeboy's face right because when I pulled off his mask he looked like a a shriveled bleeding grape yeah. like all yeah. on his face. Totally. So part of it is like yeah man like that was a that was a safe that was a good choice and I agree with you. I mean it just goes to show that like I think 
Ryan Johnson knew more about what Star Wars fans wanted than even maybe Star Wars fans did. Like, yeah, because I have a feeling there would have been people who would have been like, oh, shit, like Vader's there. That's nuts. But at the end of the right. day, Yoda has the most context. He yeah. has the most like input. And he's been able to see this from I mean, we don't even know how long, because when he shows up in episode one, he's already on the Jedi Council. So we don't know right. how long even he's been on there. So he's been yeah. able to see this from its very beginning all the way now until its end. So it's it's not only cathartic for Luke, but it's almost a little cathartic for Yoda as well. Totally. I yeah. I totally, I, I absolutely agree. And there was a lot of, I'll just call it, there was a lot of people on Twitter um, <laughs> that were just like, well, you could have had Hayden Christensen and all this other stuff. And like, yeah. it gets really weird, really yeah. fast because George Lucas in Return of the Jedi, if you are not a Star Wars, like, like a super Star Wars fan, if you go to Return of the Jedi now, um, the original actor who played Anakin, um, Sebastian uh, Shaw, yeah, uh, he was the original Anakin in Return of the Jedi. That was the Force Ghost you saw at the end of that movie. Yeah, but if you go watch it on Disney Plus, it's it's Hayden yeah. Christensen, yeah. which is super jarring. Um, uh, and yeah. the best, like the best way that I can describe it was I watched the movies with my oldest child, and he was like, "Who's that guy?" And I was like, "Well, <laughs> okay." Yeah. Well, yeah, fair question. Um, mind you, we watched the prequels. Like he is very right. aware of who Anakin is. But by the time you get to Return of the Jedi, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. Who's that? Yeah, so, no, that's crazy. I mean, the idea that like, yeah, that we would see Hayden Christensen, Anakin be like, hey, Luke, I'm here to help you. It would have been so jarring. So that would have been insane. So, yeah, yeah so I, in any I case, completely agree. Just me yeah. talking about how great Ryan Johnson is. Um, and that's my that's my piece of news. What about you, Doug? What did, what did you bring for today? Uh, the first thing that I have is to kind of dive into some choices that Universal are making. Brian, let mm. me ask you a question. Did you see the Hugh Jackman Van Helsing movie uh, that came out a few years ago? So <laughs> long answer. Yes, I have seen it, but I only saw it in like multiple bits on FX. Um, <laughs> like I would start watching it and stop watching it, but then I would start watching it like in the middle. I'm like, oh, I remember this part. And then yeah. so it took me like three tries to finish. Oh, sure, it. yeah. So it's also yes. it's also very difficult to make heads or tails of because you're really not <laughs> quite sure if you jump into it when it's on TV. Yeah. You're not quite sure when it's starting, or no. am I halfway through it? Am I near the end? Am I near the beginning? Because these characters just kind of like come in and out at different yeah. parts. <laughs> They so, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, so Universal, they had this whole like failed dark monster universe that they wanted to pursue where they were going to yeah. bring back like Frankenstein and the creature from the Black Lagoon and Dracula right. and Wolfman and all these right. other folks. But they just couldn't get it going. Um, and that's not, that is not because of the success of like the invisible man, because that received like rave reviews and people really yeah. loved that. And it was really good. Um, yeah. They just couldn't get it going off the ground. And that's maybe because people who live in 2020 where every day is a monster, um, <sighs> they don't necessarily need a creature in a black lagoon now, showing up. This is the same. So I'm a star Wars guy. I'm not a monster universe guy. Yeah. So this is the same universe as like the mummy, the Tom Cruise mummy. I believe so. And I okay. think that that's kind of what hurt them the most is because the mummy is supposed to be like a super big part of this. And right. they just, again, they just couldn't get it going off the ground. Um, oh and they just, audiences weren't just, they just weren't interested. Like they just oh, weren't interested in going into this universe. Well, it was announced, uh, I believe today that 
Universal is going to try to kick off another Van Helsing movie, um, mm. but with a little bit more of a unique twist on it, like not trying to go back and live it in the like Dracula times that it's originally set in. So for those who maybe aren't deeply ingrained with it, Van Helsing appears in the original book, Bram Stoker's Dracula. So the one that's like incredibly famous that sort of let off everybody's obsession with Dracula and that have been a million iterations of that story van helsing is the person that dracula has always been in competition with this main protagonist antagonist like fight for the doomed to fight for all eternity type deal with the two of them um and so they're rebooting it um and they've got uh overlord which was a zombie movie that came out a few years ago overlord director julius avery is currently Ooh. slated to direct but what's even more interesting is they have james wan who's doing huh. the aquaman franchises and they've done some other things he's set to produce Hmm. So this could be like if they do it well and they both bring that like their energy that they bring, you know, yeah. Julius bringing some of the like more horror elements of what his expertise is and right. James just bringing his attention to detail and his ability to like invest in, and understand a story like this could be like com like really, really cool to see. I mean, it could be exciting. It's hard to say, um, yeah. but it's worth noting because this is the second time that they're trying to do Van Helsing. And it also goes that, man, it just also confirms that Universal just cannot get past this commitment to this like this monster movie type stuff that they're doing right. Um, right. because they can't figure out a way to do some of these monsters in a way that's engaging. Like Godzilla is, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, Godzilla King of the monsters was like exciting to watch. And even though yep. it's based on, you know, the Kaiju stuff from uh, Japan from like 1970, yeah. like, right. that stuff is really old, but they were able to modernize it and make it something like super cool that we can engage with. And it's just, they cannot get out of their own way and figure it out. But man, um, yeah, I, there's a lot there. I, I guess like, I think the funny thing to me about this is just, I don't, I have never heard I've never heard any of these properties come up naturally in conversation. Oh, yeah. The and I think the exception to that is the invisible man. Yep. Um I think that's about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, the invisible man it doesn't seem like it doesn't have a ton of connective tissue to Not like to everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so I guess it's just it doesn't feel like there's an overall strategy and I feel like We've talked a lot about the DC approach and the Marvel approach yep. to building universes here and storytelling. Sure. And I, I feel like it needs to be said that for something like this, I mean, boy, howdy, you got to have more of a Marvel plan. <laughs> and even if it's more yeah. boring that way or more traditional or formulaic, at least people know what they're getting because that's half the draw of a lot of the Marvel movies right. is that they're safe. You know, they're going to be quality movies with a monster verse. If you're just kind of like this movie here, that movie there, like there's no set plan. Y'all remember like, okay. Frankenstein? Yeah, yeah, he's bits of dead people that someone <laughs> sewed together. That's pretty cool, right? And no one's like, no, man, that's fucking weird. Like that, there's no way to take that character. And again, yeah, if you compare it to like some of the stories that we're hearing in the news, like, did you hear this thing about like, so apparently in Europe, they killed off all of these mink because they had covid what? and then they no, like came back from the dead yeah what? like they like yes i don't quite understand what happened but they essentially had to like uncover them and i don't know what happened but 
that's a storyline from 2020 and then it's like hey there's this creature that lives in a remote place in the jungle and it's a black lagoon it's like fuck you like that's not like exciting or entertaining at all like no one cares about that so yeah it's 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 hard to get excited about monsters that in 1940 scared people and bring them up to 2020 because they're either going to have to be so brutal yeah that they're on that you are more more sickened than you are scared or you're going to end up watching modern day people interact with something that is 50 to 60 years old right and i i also with this too like i for for you know for previous listeners here we've talked a lot about like how the entertainment industry is just moving towards more of this like monopoly type situation and you look at all the parent companies so right marvel disney dc is with wb so universal is the nbc comcast like parent (laughs) company and so what it feels like to me by the way you also have like columbia sony pictures and they have spider-man and they're just they're going to do Spider-Man. They have their piece of the vibe. Yeah. So like yeah. if you're universal and you're like, well, they all have something. These three companies have, have to be competitive. Let's do it. What it feels like to me is like, they just kind of looked like well, they looked at what was on the shelf for like public domain. And they're like, we're going to make our own Avengers with Sherlock and the invisible man right. and, and, and Frankenstein. Uh, it, and it feels yeah. like off-brand vitamins. Like yes. it feels it, you know, this, like if, 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 if Disney in, and Marvel <laughs> is your Flintstones vitamin yeah, and then there's the other like name brand, like vitamins for adults, that's like, right. um, WB and everybody else where yep. it's like, man, that's something you need. That's something yep. you want. This feels like a enjoy great value vitamins. <laughs> like, yes. like they're good for you and they kind of look like dinosaurs, mm-hmm. but they also look like bears. Like yep. you're not really sure what you're getting with it. Oh, um, yeah. it's just, it's so amorphous and weird that it's just one of those things. So <laughs> you heard it here first, the monster verse, amorphous and weird Doug yep. Wagner films in black and white. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it just, it feels so weird to me and there's no, it doesn't feel like there's a clear vision and it really, no. like, it goes back to your point. They're just throwing out stuff like, Hey, remember Van Helsing? We're yep. doing that. We're doing that. Yep. It's not Hugh Jackman. So maybe you'll like it. Um, jeez. Oh, <laughs> But but Brian, that's my first piece of news. What else Love do you it. have for us this week for news? So I'm gonna I'm gonna veer us towards uh, some current day stuff. I know we talk a lot about escapism on this podcast, oh, for sure. but uh, we're gonna talk about the filming of the new Spider-Man movie, which we're all looking forward to. Oh, Maybe yeah. you caught our episode where we spent. I'm pretty sure we spent 15 minutes talking about Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, yeah, we did alternate universes and Spider-Verse, like yeah. So yeah. this is that movie, um, and they're filming right now in Atlanta. Uh, unfortunately, The Guardian ran a piece here, uh, and this was dated uh, yeah, November 30th. Yeah. So basically, uh, the Spider-Man movie was granted special permission to shoot in two high schools in Atlanta. <laughs> but if anyone is familiar with any of the U.S. policies regarding the like virus and mitigating it, most high schools are shut down. Like there's nobody in the schools really right now. Um, And so essentially they're filming there while the schools are shut down. There's been a backlash. Uh, It was a lot of it was online. Additionally, um, basically if you're not in-person learning, you can't go to that school so essentially uh, that's a bad look, man. It's not a good look. It's a bad look. 
like, I mean, you have quotes in this article talking about the school abandoned the children. Um, it seems that a Spider-Man movie matters more than, you know, getting a quality education to our students. And I think there's a lot of ways you can take this because some teachers are being asked to work in the schools. Oh, for um, sure. And so you're, if that is a situation, they're like, they have to move around that movie schedule, which just seems really weird. Um, It seems like a poor choice. It's, it seems like you could have found, I mean, if, when, fun fact, if they shot the original, they built the lot for Home Alone in an abandoned high school in near the Chicago area. Did they really? Yes, they did. Sorry. So that's a whole other podcast. But that wow. this this you could have found an abandoned school somewhere and it's Disney money and you could have updated yeah. it. Like it, it wouldn't have been it would have been a little bit more expensive, but it would have been certainly more respectful of the kids that are like Oh, cool. So I guess fictional Peter fucking Parker gets to go to my English class, but I have to sit at home and do this shit over Zoom. Like, Mm -hmm. yeesh, that's a really bad look. Yeah. And they're so the other thing, they're filming in two schools right now. I don't know why. (laughs) Um, But essentially, the the only other detail I I will share here, which I think is important, is essentially as they were like securing these locations. Marvel said these were unique and very time sensitive locations and they had exhausted normal channels of communication before like just directly going forward and talking to the sure. um, talking to I'm, I want to make sure I get this right uh, before appealing directly to the school board, oh uh, which God. is not usually how this happens if anyone. Oh, sure is not familiar with school boards. Like it's very nuanced and weird in any case. Yeah. But I think the other thing I'll say here is the application also included a $50,000 donation. So there's just a lot of stuff going on here. And I feel like on one hand for me, it's like, well, it makes sense. The the kids shouldn't be in school because they're more likely to catch the virus. On the other hand, then you, how do you explain to a kid like, well, you can't be there, but movie stars can. Yeah. Because movie stars can be more safe than you okay thanks johnny go back to your computer and learn now you know like it's just it's not a good look and there was definitely a better way to go about this so this is really unfortunate and i don't want to read too far into it and i don't want to make it make something out of nothing but i think the other thing that's concerning to me is i mean if you know the population of atlanta and the surrounding area it's it's predominantly african-american i mean they're they're the, the population there is definitely different and i really sincerely hope that this wasn't like a struggling predominantly black school where they mm-hmm. were like, man, they need $50,000 or otherwise we have to cancel their music program. Right. So we'll sponsor their music program for the next five years. So we can put our movie stars in it because that's just, is like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> like, God damn it. God damn it. Disney. Like, I really hope that that's not what happened. And I'm yeah. going to assume the best in people and say that that's probably not it, but I, I don't know. Oof, that's so I, hard to say. It's I don't know. I think it's a tough situation all around. Like, I definitely yeah. don't think this is like a apple, like a, like a apples to apples situation. Ew. But at the same time, like perspective is reality. And, I, oh, you know, for sure. it, you're you're at you're telling people it's safer to be at home. But then you have a bunch of movie stars who are they're not going to be masked in this movie. I highly doubt it. Mm, um, nope. You know, like, how are they being safe? Um, right. There is some and not even stuff. like and not even movie stars. They have to fill the school yeah. with extras. Totally. Like totally. it's, they're gonna they're gonna end up putting classrooms of kids in a school yeah to make yeah. it seem like the school is in session when right. in real life 
the schooling the schooling inception like so yeah it's brian it's weird that's very weird and i do want to get like again i i'm not trying to like box anybody in here it looks oh, like no. they're not they're oh, not no. going to be shooting extensively like this isn't for months and months it appears just like individual days oh um, sure like quick. at the same time it's just yeah yeah they're trying to film a spider-man movie in the middle of a pandemic and it got a little messy yeah that, i mean that's gonna happen i mean and it's i mean it's this is this is probably the messiest version of it i'll say like i think yeah. that's the best way to put it like this is the messiest version of this yeah um but it's not gonna be the first like it's not mm-hmm. gonna be the first version i mean it's gonna be you know we're, we need yeah. to film in a downtown location and we don't want these group of yeah. people to be masked so we're gonna close off the street and fill it with extras to make it seem like it didn't yeah. happen in the middle of a pandemic you know what right. i mean so right. it's it's the messiest as of now because it's dealing with kids and school which is a very sensitive topic for a lot of folks um yeah yeah but anyway. yeah so news, but hopefully ho- yeah hopefully that all ends well and people get what they need and folks make it right but yeah and let's hope I we move to... on too because it's not hopefully this isn't one of those things that everybody can't forget either because <laughs> if it's just two days and yeah. yeah that's how i'm understanding this um and hopefully if it's i mean they're the only movie too that has been granted sure. an exception for all this moratorium so um yeah so hopefully they can kind of square this away get it done um but yeah i thought that was an interesting news yeah for <laughs> I thought sure. that was an interesting news item to bring up since we do follow the marvel beat on this podcast and hopefully <laughs> Good hopefully way to put that it. Get squared away yeah uh, for sure Atlanta schools yeah for sure um, the next piece of news that I have is, and again, this was picked up by a lot of different folks, like a lot of different news outlets, not just, um, like movie news or, or, or things like Collider or Screen Rant, where we typically get some of our new stuff. This is picked up like by major news outlets. Um, and is the announcement that a Brown umbrella Academy star, Juno star inception star, uh, Elliot page has announced that he's transgender. Um, now full disclosure, I am not going to be disrespectful, but I also being transparent on my weaknesses, I struggle with like making sure that I get pronouns correctly. So if I accidentally screw up, I sincerely apologize to Elliot and anybody else who may be transgender. I'm not trying to be intentionally disrespectful. Um, but Elliot Page announced that he's transgender. Uh, the release, he released a letter in like on Twitter saying that they felt like it was a time where he could express his true self and, you know, felt like he was at a great point. Um, and it was happy to celebrate with everyone also went on in the letter to say like, while he's very excited to celebrate, he's also like terrified for the hate and the violence that comes with it. Um, and so just wanted to share with everybody and invite them on that journey um, and was hopefully using it as a point of like being a role model for others um, to maybe feel uh, like they can do the same. Um, And then there's a actors association for transgendered folks that came out and said like, we're super excited about Elliot's role. He's going to serve as a role model for millions of other kids who struggle and bring a lot of awareness. So um, we cover a lot of intersectionality on this podcast for various identities that people may have. Um, So we wanted to take the time to really highlight um, this piece of news because it's big and um, transgendered folks suffer much higher rates of violence, much higher rates of discrimination. So um, having someone who is 
one, such a phenomenal actor. I mean, he's been a phenomenal actor in everything that I mentioned um, and, and some other things that I didn't mention as well. Um, having such a, a huge actor come out and do this is, is huge um, and it's big. And I, and I also back up that sentiment of, I hope everyone one day can, I, we tweeted this this week as well, but we hope everybody one day feels we're in a society that accepts people to feel like they can express who they truly are um, to the world. So, um, so yeah, big deal. And, and to kind of continue with that news, Umbrella Academy has already changed his credit um, from, from the other one to this one. So super big. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, and I think with something like this, it's, I want to say this is probably one of the most high profile, at least folks in the public sphere that Mm -hmm. I've seen acknowledge that they're trans and that they are transitioning and that this, you know, I'm, I'm going by he and they pronouns now. Yep. And I think that's great because I've had a lot of experiences within, uh, within communities with folks that are trans, uh, that go the entire spectrum for sure of gender identity and gender fluidity. And I think that this is really great because mm-hmm. a lot For of sure. time, like on this podcast, we've talked about how movies absolutely influence us on us as hosts on the podcast. And it's a way for us to connect. And I think even more so during a public health crisis right now, <laughs> such as the pandemic, like right. we're all sitting at home, just looking yeah. at each other, maybe watching a movie. And it's a way for us to connect while being apart. And I say that because we now have, there's someone more visible for those people that maybe feel, I think I might be a little different. I think I might feel this way, but I don't see that represented in any of the things that I see. And am I, maybe I'm off base. Maybe there's something wrong with me. And at least what I think is great about this is Elliot is now one more person that is out there and visible that can show people, no, like nothing's wrong with you. Like this is the person you are meant to be and you can be your authentic self. You can be this person you want to be and you can see it reflected in the media that everybody shares. And I think that's sure. And the other thing too, I want to talk about is, you know, with this, uh, for some people that aren't as familiar, uh, maybe you don't know somebody that's trans. I think Mm -hmm. you might, but for people that don't feel like they (laughs) do, um, you know, when we talk about pronouns, some people, some people are like, oh, like pronouns is just so hard. And I just think that it's really important to acknowledge like these are really like basic things. And as long as you're working at them, that's what matters because, you know, having a he and they, um, yeah, new pronouns what i'm trying to say is that it's just a basic sign of respect it's just anyone's name anyone's chosen name anything like that it's in the same vein and it's a basic sign of respect and so right i think that i just say that because for some people they're like oh like trans that's too hot topic for me i'm just gonna try to stay away from it and it's okay like you can engage in it and as long as you're trying in good faith you're making an effort to respect that individual that's what matters. And I think yep. that yep. Uh, I've already seen some of that discussion online. I think it's really good. And there was a really good thread talking about, hey, like these are some of the things you can do mm-hmm. to be an ally to support these people. And I just really look forward to what Elliot is going to be yeah. in. I love Umbrella Academy. I've talked about that on the podcast. You have before. before, yeah. I absolutely adore that show. And yep. I can't wait to see what Elliot brings to it. And yeah, I, I'm excited. So yep. congratulations to her. We've, we absolutely have you back. We know you're listening to the podcast, Elliot, but 
essentially we think we think that's great here and we we wish them all the best yep for sure absolutely but yeah i definitely want to cover that because like i said it's uh, it's not too hot topic for us i think you know that's absolutely this is this this is this is what you get when you sign up for films black and white is that we're gonna give you some of this stuff that other people might shy away from but it's important to cover because like you said brian and you said it more eloquently than i could it matters and it's important so um, but yeah, that was my piece of news. So I'll turn it over to you. What else you got? What's up, everybody? We need to take a moment to talk about this week's sponsor. Have you heard about Anchor? You haven't. Let me tell you, it is the easiest way to record a podcast. What makes it so easy? Well, first off, it's free. So right out of the gate, that's a plus. Second, it's got great tools to make creation and editing from your phone or computer super, super smooth and super, super fun. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And finally, it's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you want to make the jump and start your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, back to our show. So I have some back-to-back casting news that I thought was cool and I want to talk about. So, oh yeah, Uh, mouth (laughs) air horns. Just thinking of Marcus right now. Just pretend Marcus did air horns, everybody. So uh, Skydance Media. So they are the people that have done your favorite action movies as of recently. So the new Top Gun, the Mission Impossible, like the next Mission Impossible. Those folks. They have cast uh, Gal Gadot to star in a movie called Heart of Stone which is an original spy franchise and they're molding it in the vibe of mission impossible and 007. So essentially we have Gal Gadot coming to us as a super spy, uh, in a few years, uh, from the same people that brought us mission impossible, top gun, all that good stuff. Yeah. That's super cool. I think that's great casting news. There's, I don't have like a deep analysis here. Oh no, 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 no. But none really needed other than to get jacked about it though. Right. I mean, yeah. Mission impossibles were, nothing to sleep on i think there were some like like you know original mi1 mi2 yeah. folks that were like i'm not watching four five and six and you slept oh my on gosh. Stuff because those were legit they yeah. were super legit and shout out to tom cruise for doing all his, his stunts like <laughs> well f- holy shit i what's funny to me so we're gonna tangent here really quick that's fine if you're not familiar with the mission impossible movies and you're like they're up to eight brian get out i don't have time i have dishes <laughs> brian, to do really I, ha- I have a family um <laughs> i think what's important to point out though is like the first mission impossible was it was trying to riff off of the tv show and oh for sure. basically be like do you remember the tv show what if it was a movie right. the second yep. mission impossible was just it feels like a fever dream and john woo <laughs> is directing your fever dream and it's there um the but i feel happened. like it happened. I feel like Mission Impossible 3, though, is where you get to the modern Mission Impossible that we have today, where it's just like, look, um, we know why you're here. You want to see Tom Cruise just do some bonker stunts. <laughs> and we're just going to try to thread like a little bit of story there for those people, you know, as a treat, you know, for those yeah, that need a hey, story, a shot, for you as a treat. And the rest is just straight up action. And I feel like they realize that formula works and they've yeah. done it for three, four, five. I oh for sure i i mean it, they, it just continues on and it's a good formula because you know exactly what you're getting and if anything um, it gives it gives tom cruise an opportunity to try some other insane thing that might kill him <laughs> like 
there are some of these things that he does like without a harness and they're oh. like he might die and everybody's yeah. like yeah and we tried to tell him that but i guess he's right. just he's committed to death so well, well i was talking with a friend and they said oh the new mission impossible you mean the tom cruise thunderdome where he like tries to keep doing all these <laughs> death defying things <laughs> And I didn't think about it. And then I just kind of sat with it for a moment. And I was like, yeah, it does really feel like we keep sending Tom Cruise into like the arena being like, entertain us with some other deadly. Now stunt. jump out of a helicopter without a parachute. Are you yeah. sure? No, that's what we want to see. You should yep. do that. Yep. Right. I'll do yep. it. And then he makes another one. You're like, fuck, I was sure yeah. that would kill him. Like <laughs> then he manages to make it. Pretty much. Um, uh, I'll get back to Gal Gadot here in a second. Also, if if you're like, Brian, you don't know how many Mission Impossible movies there are? No, I don't. You know why? Because after the third one, they just gave them different subtitles. <laughs> so like I can't tell you after three, we have Ghost Protocol, we have Rogue Nation, uh, and then Fallout. So four, five, and six. So we're on They all seven. sound like Tom Clancy novels now too. Oh, they totally are. It's like... <laughs> They just have a Mad Libs generator, yep. like at Skydance, and yep. they just put all the Tom Clancy books into it, and then just they inserted hit the with, space bar. Inserted with Patriot, and the other one is like patriotic things, so like yes. Nation and yep. Flat. I mean, the next, like the one after the next one is going to be like, like <laughs> Recon Flag. Like it's yep. just going to be like one of those. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I, it would not surprise me if they're like, "Ooh, we got to throw them off. Throw in a Greek reference." They yeah, love yeah. those those U.S. moviegoers. Yeah love that stuff and it's gonna we'll be call like it athena we'll call it athena's gambit and they won't know what the fuck to do Doug, like i'm not kidding people would go nuts so, like they would absolutely <laughs> eat up that title like oh athena's gambit oh, 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 oh. That, sounds, that sounds really scary and yep. probably you know and that's yep. probably like the one plot device they actually talk about yeah um, the, in any the, case the bomb shaped like an owl or something yep that's it that that's it for those of you that don't follow greek mythology uh the owl is athena's uh yeah, look at that shit and symbol. yeah look at that yeah we so. tell dick jokes sometimes but we know our stuff so hey, back off <laughs> come come to films in black and white for the bathroom humor but stay for the greek mythology i could tell somebody you learned something so there you go enjoy. in any case this was a big tangent i'm gonna get back i'm excited to see gal gadot in a movie yep, like that me too. i think yep. she can do it she's oh fun. for sure throw her you know against a bunch of secretive bad guys i'm sure it'll be great oh uh, for sure the other piece of casting news i wanted to talk about because i think it's rad is uh super rad today collider confirmed that Haley steinfeld has been confirmed as kate bishop yeah. for the hawkeye disney plus series oh so yeah. i'm amped about this because i have followed Haley steinfeld uh since her first movie with the coen brothers which was true grit um, true grit she was 13 and i yeah. didn't understand i didn't know what to do with her energy because i was like that's that girl's 13 and she so... and she held her own against like acting yes like big like big deal actors like oh yeah um Jeff Bridges was he played Rooster Cogburn in yep. that movie, like, and she acted alongside him and was yep. amazing. Yeah, so she's got some acting chops for sure. Sure, um, yeah. And then I couldn't remember the last thing I saw her in, but that was probably the last thing I saw her in was True Grit, um, yep. because I know she was in a Pitch Perfect movie, and then she was in the yep. reboot of Transformers, the Bumblebee standalone movie. Yes. Um. So, yes. but super super cool. Um, yeah. For that. No, those, I, yeah, Brian, do you know a lot about Kate Bishop, like her storyline? 
I do. I read the I, Hawkeye, the new, I should say the newer Hawkeye oh, sure. run um, that launched in the early 2010s. Uh, I read that on sure. Marvel Unlimited, the app. Um, yeah. By the way, Marvel Unlimited, if you're listening, we're happy to plug that app because that yeah. thing is so easy to use. Sponsor the podcast, case, Marvel Unlimited. We know you're there. Yeah. Uh, so in any case, the I read I read that run and it basically starts off with like Clint Barton, but then sure. it essentially transforms into a Kate Bishop story. Which oh, sure was great for me i didn't know much about kate bishop and yeah she's awesome i think honestly (laughs) my hot take here is that i actually think kate bishop is more entertaining to me than clint barton i think okay because clint barton one just has a lot of baggage it depending on what avengers story you're telling like (laughs) he died he died in avengers disassembled yeah and then he came back and then he killed the hulk in civil war ii yeah technically he just he's got a lot of baggage a lot of shit to deal with that and kate bishop kind of just takes all the best parts of hawkeye which is (laughs) you know he's the every person on the avengers team just Mm -hmm. being like what am i doing here yep and keeps the team grounded but also is kind of has this wry sense of devil may care. Oh, sure. Just like, Hey, I'm here to like chew gum and fire arrows and I'm all out of gum. You know, Uh, it's like that vibe. Yep. 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 So in any case, I think Haley Steinfeld's going to be perfect. Oh, for sure. Really like her performance, both in Bumblebee as well as edge of 17, which kind of flew under the radar. So if you're looking for a movie that might challenge you, or maybe you just <laughs> you want to have some a cathartic high school experience edge of 17s on netflix she's okay. great in that it's a really good coming of age tale but it's not i would not say it's formulaic it is really trying to say okay. something woody cool. harrelson's in it too oh sure well um, i'm really excited i mean jeremy renner and her playing off of one another oh i mean my again gosh. the partnership that she had with jeff bridges in true great not mm-hmm. to go back to when she was 13 yeah she's obviously a, a different person than she was then to, to she's a different person than she was then mm-hmm. i mean she can act alongside somebody oh, yeah. else and play off of someone else really really well so if this mm-hmm. is a like passing of the mantle from right. jeremy renner's clint barton to kate bishop and she's playing kate bishop that's going to be a really really cool yeah like, that's just going to be a cool story to tell with two good actors who can, who can do good stuff with it. So. Absolutely. And I think one of the other things to note here is like, we're reaching this weird like event horizon where we have to start passing off mantles. We've already yes. done it with captain America. We're yep. kind of doing it with iron man to Spider-Man yep. and even winter soldier, whatever that series is oh, going to look sure. like. And I think that out of all of like the passing of the mantle stories, I'm probably the most interested in this one and i'm a captain america fanboy like yeah, you i have are like two. In, you're in the captain america like <laughs> you're in the captain america <laughs> army for sure like I, I like i i just and i can't tell you exactly why but i, I think winter soldier and falcon is yep. going to have a story to tell and i am excited for that like i oh, think anthony sure. mackie has a lot to bring to that and i oh, think yeah. he will have something to say but the idea of hawkeye transitioning off to this to this young woman trying Mm -hmm. to join the avengers there's a lot there and i think there's a lot of exciting stuff we can pick out of and my hope is that Haley steinfeld then does join the movie lineup of avengers but kind of cool i have no idea (laughs) what type of strategy they have with the tv shows and the movies yeah we could probably fill a whole podcast with our speculation but yeah probably in any case, I'm excited for Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld to riff off of each other and shoot mm-hmm. their bow and arrows and go on an adventure. Yeah, it'll be really cool. Yeah, I, I think 
I think there's a lot of promise. And I think this speaks again to um, the Disney plus lineup of shows that maybe people have forgotten about of things that they are like having the works so that they have planned yeah. that you may not necessarily know about. I mean, yeah, we can talk about the one divisions that are within at this point, weeks away from coming <laughs> out, which is, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, we can talk about the captain American winter shoulder stuff that's coming out again, months away at this point in time, yep. but there are other really cool things. Like I'm jacked to see what they do with she Hulk, to be honest with oh, you. Like absolutely. not to, not, again, I don't want to bring the attention away from your news, but I'm no, excited no, no. to see what I mean, they I do with are in the same vein. I think, I'm excited to see what they do with She-Hulk. I'm excited to see what they do with Miss um, Marvel. Like, I think that there's all yeah. sorts of cool stuff that they can do with this. And yeah. you're right. Like, this is exciting. So, um, yeah. And again, super great actress who's got a lot of great chops and a lot of skill and a lot of ability. And she takes on her characters really well. So, again, I'm excited to see what she does with that. I also, I need to take a quick aside here. So Jeremy Renner, there's a lot going on with him. Um, And I don't bring (laughs) it up to like bring in all the other baggage that he has going on and probably why he's transitioning out of the role or one of the reasons. But I also need to let you know, he has an app and it's Jesus. What? Bizarre. Yeah. He has a Jeremy Renner app. Um, There was a YouTube video that I I saw and I I looked it up. It was live the last time I checked it out. But in any case, Drew Gooden, um youtube commenter he you can look that video up on youtube but there's a jeremy renner app if that is your jam um and you can it's like instagram but it's just jeremy renner and you can reply to him and maybe he'll reply to you but it's just so it's a it's bizarre and i love it because i love really weird offbeat things so you can check that out if you want but i just wanted to throw that out there um in any case that was those were all the news items i need you to understand that I need you to understand that I'm going to find this. <laughs> like I need you to understand that I'm going to find this app and I'm going to record myself looking at it. Cause I am very excited about what this is. So, um, fuck. Why did you do that? Now I can't so focus sorry. on anything other than the Jeremy Renner app. I'm like, that's so sorry. I'm I actually, I'm double checking that it's still live. Cause I thought I definitely thought it was uh you should weird uh, thing to do like i I actually take it back it closed down it closed down in late 2019 i'm so sorry to get everyone's hopes up um ruined my dreams i'm so (laughs) sorry everyone that wanted to find the jeremy runner app but it was live for two years and uh, honestly just google the jeremy runner app okay you will find everything about it but like I'm not kidding. It it was just a social media feed of pictures of Jeremy Renner, and you could you could like Instagram, money. but it's just Jeremy Renner, right? And like you could pay money to him to he might respond to you, like if you commented. So that's like a Jerry Jeremy Renner OnlyFans is what it is. A little bit, except like no like about not gross. No eighteen plus stuff. Just like <laughs> Doug. Just imagine I'm the only person you followed on Facebook. And then you paid money like every, to respond like, to you. If I was like, man, I really want to hear from Brian. Let me throw him a 10 <laughs> spot and maybe he'll reply. Oh, Jesus. And I'm not talking like long, detailed things. You'd be like, hey, Brian, what are you up to today? And I'd be like, like eating turkey. Pretty, <laughs> much, pretty much. 
like there's again i'm gonna direct people to the drew gooden video on okay. youtube like That's he incredible. did an excellent breakdown um and in any case there's a jeremy renner app oh that God. was information you needed to know that's the most incredible thing i've ever heard <laughs> um the last piece of news that i have is in the economics i guess the best way to put it of let's do it um movies is that universal has and i've reported on this before that universal has made several partnerships with different um movie theater companies whether that is um cinemark or whether that is amc or what have you and essentially the goal is to close the gap between when a movie comes out in theaters to when it can go to video on demand and essentially what universal has done with several of these folks is enter into contracts where it's like you collect a certain portion of the profit but it only has to run in theaters for 18 days and then we can put it on video on demand um, well, rumor on the street is, and this is something that's kind of breaking and we'll look into and report on more as it kind of develops, but Regal Cinemas is allegedly closing in on a deal with Universal to address the on-demand window for them as well. So this is a big deal because yeah. it means that if for some reason they are able to secure this deal, Universal is almost carving out its own self yep. in the world of where everybody has an app. And we just kind of used this analogy before. Mm -hmm. Marvel has the Disney Plus app. WB yep. has HBO Max. Universal is blazing its trail and saying well we're not going to be left behind yeah we're going to try and create partnerships that are good for theaters and good for us where we're able to make our money back through on demand but theaters still get a price a piece of that as mm -hmm. well because they have to run there first yep. so it's huge man like this is a big deal um it means that uh, one they can they can they can do both which we have said that if for some reason the pandemic doesn't get better um yeah. which god hope it does doesn't that doesn't happen Woof. um but if it doesn't and we have to do this for another six months universal has a plan and they can continue to release stuff and theaters can still stay in existence and go mm -hmm. that route so yeah and i think the the commentary that i want to add to that is i think universal is trying to play the long game here like obviously oh, short sure game, obviously uh they want to make money like anybody right. but i think the more you look at the future because I, you know i think for 2020 no one could really think past december 2020 um, no. myself included oh for sure now that we're in a position where we know there are multiple vaccines coming out mm -hmm. and i'm i'm bringing this up not to just be like hey remember the real world but i do think this has implications for theaters that the more people get vaccinated and the more people feel safe to go enjoy movies this this whole push and pull of like what's going to be streaming and what's not going to be streaming is totally yep. going to go away right what i think universal is trying to do is set themselves up for success after after this is starting to get uh -huh. in the rear view mirror and you're still going to have families like mine where i'm not going to take my four, like the four people in my family to go see no. a movie for 60 bucks plus no. you know dinner if i really want to do that <laughs> and i'd rather <laughs> snacks, snacks. just snacks yep but you know i'd rather pay a 30 dollar via you oh, know yeah. bill and ted or mulan like right. and i'd be happy with that and i feel like universal is trying to position themselves so that after the pandemic is done um i shouldn't say that after we're we're more comfortable going out after the right. vaccine you know after we're all vaccinated or 
safer. It's safe to return to theaters. I had a really hard time figuring out the best way to say that. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> After when it's safe to go back to theaters, yeah, you they at least have this option for another revenue generation. Also, it helps them with theaters, and I'm sure the theaters are going to remember that Universal is one of the few studios that threw them a line. Oh uh, yeah, and I think the other thing is, and I think this is a to that point, Brian, and I think this is huge. Um, I think it's giving them another source of revenue. I mean, they could in the. I mean, if you imagine this world where it's safe to return to theaters and they are making all of that revenue from in-person ticket sales and they still have a line on, I mean, you've now opened your audience to people who don't like going to the movies. Yep. And and obviously they're not listening to this podcast and they're not the, (laughs) they, they may be out there, but there are people who don't like crowds and they don't like going to theaters. You're now, instead of saying like, oh, well, we can get 60% of our market with Trolls Mm -hmm. World Tour, now you can get 90% of your market because now you can go directly into their homes. You're going to be making money hand over fist this way. Like this is, this is innovation that's leading to like to growth on that end for sure. Absolutely. Two things really quick and then we can move on. But first. I think it's hilarious that Trolls World Tour is like my example. No, it's the benchmark (laughs) for everyone. It really is. Anybody talks about how successful streaming was at home. Everybody flipping talks about Trolls World Tour, which yeah was fine. I guess. I mean, it was entertaining. It was good because everybody. It was April, I think, was the was when they finally released it. I don't know. Finally, when everything set in, I think for everybody being like, oh, we're not going back to work in May. (laughs) So I feel like it was one of the first movies where everyone was like, my kids need to watch something for the love of Pete. Just I want to watch something new. And they made hundreds. I mean, they made over a hundred million dollars. It was probably the same time that like parents said, like, it's 11 o'clock. I can have a glass of wine, right? Like no one's going to get mad at me about that. (laughs) It was. I was one of those parents. I had a. I ordered it to my door, Brian. I, Um, I understand. Uh, yeah, so much to unpack here. But the other point I want to make is that after you let that genie out of the bottle, you mm-hmm. can't put it back in. After you know nope. you can make that money from people at home, which was kind of a big open secret anyway, you can't put it back. And it I, just, I also, it just took someone bold enough to do it. Exactly. And it only benefits the studios. Obviously, we need studios to make movies. At the same mm-hmm. time, we as consumers, we need to, you know, we need to also voice about what's best for us. And there's going to be a huge group of people who don't like going to theaters, who always feel like their experience is somewhat negatively affected by seeing it with other people who would gladly pay an exorbitant amount of money to just watch yep. it at home. And yep. so I'm happy for that, that we can have more flexibility. And sure. also it's an accessibility thing. So hopefully... I'm right. gushing about this because I feel like it means good things for the future. Oh, for sure. And I think the other thing is, is like, I think it'll lead to other innovation. Like, I think what you'll see is you'll see companies that exist who will say like, who will, there'll be a whole box company. Cause there's boxes all over the place. It'll be like, enjoy your like movie theater in a box where every month we'll mail you a code to rent Again, I'm going to go with Trolls World Tour, but then included in it is, you know, two boxes of candy, two bags of popcorn and like a cool like stencil that you could, you know what I mean? Like they're going to create boxes and experiences around this um, in order to meet that growing demand of people who are like, no, fuck that. I don't want to go to a theater. Like, I'll just stay and watch it at home. I definitely know somebody that before the pandemic happened, they they did not like going to the theater so much that when they figured out you could get like movie popcorn and movie beverages and snacks on like 
uh, any of those delivery services, like Grubhub or whatever, Grubhub, yeah. Instacart, like <laughs> any of those, they went like bananas. And oh my they, God. I didn't know you ordered like $70 worth of things. <laughs> oh my God. That's eventually what it, what it like totaled up to because of like service charges and stuff. Um, this person also had a few adult beverages, so that might be a little inflated, but the point being Old move, the point being like you, they just ordered big bags of popcorn to them for their movie nights, not going to the theater. So like they're like, right. I know those people are out there. Yeah. Yeah. Those people are out there and they will, they will pay for the films in black and white box that is coming <laughs> to a theater near you, but it's just um, my face on it. And it's just, yeah. it's just yeah. smiling. No words. Yeah. And it's a, got a bottle of water uh a, a rag and a book with all the movies we got a, a book with all the movies we offer um <laughs> anyway um but that's the last piece of news i have yep. um is the regal cinemas thing anything else that you have to kind of take us home no i didn't have any other pieces of news at this sure. point so i think we i think we covered yeah. what's what's going on with yeah, movies sure. in the world i will say the last thing that i it's not really news but the yeah. last thing i'll mention is um rest in peace hugh keys burn um he passed away i think it was either today or yesterday um but he played two like really big mad max characters he played oh. toe cutter in 1970 1979 and then the most recent one fury road he played in morton joe um and so he's kind of been all over the the scene and he's been pretty iconic on that end and um wow. sad to hear about his passing so rest in peace hugh um so yeah and i knew that that would resonate with you because fury road is is your jam for sure oh my gosh i need to honestly i'm probably gonna watch that this weekend now that you brought it up so i gotta be honest with you brian i have not seen that oh wow yeah big big admission there that i just said rest in peace to someone who's i'm not familiar with his body of work but i wanted to mention it yeah i have not Uh, seen that at all wow i have so many people in my circle where that movie's a touchstone um jessica jones one of my online friends we we also went to school with her um that movie we talk about all the time how much we love it online whenever it comes up so i will make that a priority i i you will enjoy yourself is what i will say okay okay good um well great well brian anything that you are reading watching or anything that you would like to plug yeah so reading and watching so i did holiday movies this week uh and we my wife and i we were definitely feeling a little blue not seeing some family so we deep dived really hard into those movies and uh we also played a board game uh so that was fun. fun but essentially we watched jingle jangle on okay. Netflix, uh, Forrest Whitaker's in that. Nice. A, a host of other folks as well. And I, I can't recommend it enough. It honestly makes me miss stage shows the way oh, that sure. movie is done. It's just done so well and with a Broadway mindset. Oh, I can't sure. recommend it enough. Cool. Especially now when we're not really doing stage shows. Good point. And I know people kind of sometimes put like the Netflix Christmas movies like in the same category as Hallmark movies for christmas and i i this one isn't it like okay this is definitely a step above your run-of-the-mill like for sure like the princess switch like you know what you're getting with vanessa hudgens like you know that jingle jangle something else entirely and i highly recommend it okay great singing and cool super legit we uh we also watched the new hulu holiday movie and i'm totally blanking oh that's the one happiest season here we are uh, we watched The Happiest Season on Hulu. Uh, it is a rom-com, if you're not familiar. Okay. Um, focusing on a, 
a same-sex couple. Um, sure. So I want to make sure it's Mackenzie Davis and um, Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Thank you. Yep. And essentially the whole thing revolves around them going to Mackenzie Davis's character's family for the holiday things happen um (laughs) a lot going on i talked a lot about this with friends online the movie is not perfect but it is a really good rom-com it is something fresh and different okay um the one thing i'll talk about is like so in a lot of media that we have if there is a gay couple like (laughs) the entire story is about coming out no matter what and um that's not all gay people do like they have lives and opinions about other For the things. Most part, they... they're pretty regular people. Yeah, it turns out they're <laughs> people like you and me. Um, weird. <laughs> and so this movie though centers the entire coming out experience, and it 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 works. But at the same time, I feel like there would have been even more comedy to it if they didn't. Like, For sure. And it's an amazing cast too. Like they have an incredible cast: Victor Garber, Allison Brie. I mean, the list yeah. goes. Uh, Dan Levy is in it. Oh, for uh, sure. Aubrey Plaza. I mean, it's just it's a good feel good movie. I'll be honest. Like it it does it hits that sweet spot of a holiday movie of something sure. new and fresh. So that's me talking about holiday movies. I'm also sure. playing Spider Man PS5. That had a great you. story. Nice. Um, and so that's what I have been reading. Oh, and of course, reading. I'm still reading Skyward, that audio book on <laughs> just, Audible. So just still can't. reading about Starfighters. Still, still each other. on your bullshit, huh, Brian? <laughs> I'm very much on my 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 nonsense of like. So here's a Starfighter. It's gonna shoot the other one. I'm like, tell me more. What does, happens does next? Does the pilot have a compelling backstory? Yeah, oh, he sure does. I mean, Oh my gosh. I mean, we're at the point I realized as I was listening to it, I think a few days ago, I was like, oh no, this is like, they did Hunger Games X, like Star Wars Starfighter. And you know what? I love it. It totally works. So it's great. Um, What about you, Doug? I am. So I uh, recently got a new computer. I recently got a new MacBook Air. And when I purchased it, it came with a year subscription to Apple TV Plus. Fancy. So I have access to all of their original programming. Oh, boy. So Brittany and I took a a gander and I had read about this. So shout out to Charlie Jewell because I read and I I listened to his podcast as we were getting ready for him to come on the the podcast, Charlie Jewell, friend of the podcast, Charlie Jewell. And we were um, doing some research and he and his co-host of the Cinema Clash talked about this TV show, Ted Lasso. And okay. Ted Lasso stars Jason Sudeikis, and he is a D one a D two football coach for the Wichita State Shockers, and he gets hired to go and coach a Premier League soccer team in England. Huh? It's ridiculous. It's kind of a weird premise. No, but this movie is all. This show is all heart. Like okay. it is, he is a motivational coach. Yeah. He's an inspirational coach. You see him deal with like like complex personal issues and kind of right take on. them in stride. It's just such a refreshing, like it just kind of had that thing of everything you needed. Like I don't usually mm-hmm. tear up at stuff. I'm not usually a crier. Oh, um, man, I am. But we're okay. going to watch one of those episodes. Like um, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but there was an episode, I think it was like episode seven. Like I actually started to tear up a little bit. And oh, so man. it's a good show. Like, it's just good. Like, mm-hmm. so, um, and for people who are worried, like, but I don't understand soccer, Doug, <laughs> there's not a lot of soccer in it. Like it revolves <laughs> around a soccer team, but there's not a lot of soccer in it. So there's still an entry point there. Um, 
I'm Brittany glad you I... said that. I, I had seen something online about that with Jason yeah. Sudeikis, and I was like, I don't know what that show is. And I moved on. So I'm glad you, I'm glad it's you kind of random. Like it. it's most certainly random. Like it yeah. is kind of like, Oh, what's this, but it's good. Yeah. Like I enjoyed it. Um, and then we also started watching, um, we watched the old school. We watched the, um, DreamWorks Grinch with Harrison on Thanksgiving, wow. which was good. That's I, nice. Yeah. So we did that. Um, but that's really kind of where I've been at. Um, not really getting well no that's not true i have started to do some reading for um recently we did the intercultural discipline the inter the idi like we did the idi work and so i'm doing some professional development stuff with that so i've been doing some reading from work for work but nothing super um fun as a reading is reading yes that's very true so um but that's what i've got as far as what i'm reading watching brian anything you'd like to plug what what are the what are the love nerds getting into as oh man as always the love nerds has holiday designs you heard me talk about them last week oh Um, yeah but the love nerds as always has holiday designs for your cricket your silhouette we know that you're home. We know that <laughs> those packages might be coming a little bit later than you anticipated. So if you have one of those machines and you got a shirt laying around, get those designs Just out. They're done. easy to download. Uh, they they are $5 and under. Some of the packages are more. You get more. You know what? Make some matching shirts for the family. Maybe That's a, that's a good point, Brian. You know, maybe you enjoy a, a story about a galaxy far, far away. And maybe there's some designs inspired by there that. You, you can all yeah. have something matching for the whole family. There so as always, check that out. TheLoveNerds.com. Yeah. Brian and Maggie are the um, the the G- Church of Jesus Christ and Latter-day <laughs> Saints of crafting. It's like, oh we know God. you're at home. <laughs> we, we know you don't have anything to do. <laughs> Would you like I'm a just silhouette? knocking on the door? Like, just like, excuse me, have you heard about my cricket designs? Um, but in all seriousness, like, head over there um, and check those out. What do I have to plug? Doug, what do you um, have to plug? This episode, this podcast, to be honest with you, continue to um, show us some love. A, a huge shout out to Stephanie for last week oh um, gosh, and yes. to all the people who have given us a shot after having her on. Um, so super cool there. Also, if you are a, a, a frequent listener, take some take, take some time and leave us a review. If you just want to do stars, just do stars. If you want to do stars and, and write something, that would be great. Um, but it helps us get better. It helps us grow. Um, I did a meme today, the Bernie Sanders meme. We are once again asking you to rate us uh, wherever you get your podcast. So please do that um, because we got some great stuff coming. Um, Patreon coming next year. And mm-hmm. then, uh, I mean, we got some big stuff coming um, in just the new year. We've got a lot of cool shit lined up that we want everybody <laughs> to be a part of. Most definitely. And Doug, do you have a place for folks to rate? Isn't just wherever they listen? You can rate us wherever you listen. Um, I mean, it doesn't really matter to us. I mean, we would love it if you would give us an Apple review. If you do listen to Apple podcasts or a Spotify review, because those tend to bump us up in those charts um, that everybody's looking at. And so would love it if you do it there, but it's just, if you could just take some time and do it, that's all that I care about. So there it is. Um, the last thing I want to plug is uh, the one, the only Marcus J. Destin, uh, who oh, would normally yeah. be joining us, launched his Gotta brand line, his never offended, always humble uh, brand line. So if you follow him on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, um, you might be have seen him plug that stuff up. This is a huge deal for him um, and for his business partner and for just 
black owned businesses in general, like, so huge shout out to the two of them and taking this on their merch is really, really cool. Um, I ordered myself an orange sweatshirt. And so the, the ordering process is easy. The delivery process is easy. Um, so just go out and check it out. They're going to be dropping new stuff sort of periodically. So it'll be kind of one thing will come out and then a few weeks later they'll change it up so if you have your eye on something get it while you can because in a couple of weeks it may not be there so They're, they were um, running a sale the last time i was checking yeah. it so get get it now it's easy to do and you're supporting a black owned business Which can't emphasize that enough yep absolutely so that's all that i got um brian it is just the two of us today but we do have to cover the three keys to success so i will let you cover the first key, and then I will go over the next two if you don't mind. <laughs> that sounds good to me, Doug. So the first thing I'm going to talk about, you heard us talking about it. Yeah. Read a book. Just, Just any book. Any book. Doesn't matter. It can Home be book. even a okay. long form article. You've heard me talk about that before. Maybe it's a textbook. Just yep. read a book. Read something to enrich your mind. Your eyes will thank you. You know what? You're probably looking at a YouTube video just to yeah. blow off some steam. I get it. I love YouTube and I love watching stuff. Yeah. I'm on a films podcast. Right. But you can enrich yourself and have a deeper understanding. Just read something. And anything. we gave you the tools to do it. I mean, we keep telling you about the Marvel Unlimited app. Those we are do. books. Like yeah. those are those are technically books. So graphic just read novels them. are books. And so just read them. I will yell that outside my window, my car window. I will yell that at people and they'll say, why are you yelling at me? And then I'll just drive away. So yeah, graphic novels, they're books. Read yep. them. Yeah, Doug, read take them. it away. Um, drink some water, y'all. Uh, yeah, we're please. getting to that season where the air is drier. Uh, maybe you're getting a little tickle in your throat and you're like, oh man, I'll just drink my Gatorade. That'll help refresh me. No, drink some water just eight ounces of water eight glasses of eight ounces a day is good for you uh it helps keep you hydrated helps keep you sane helps keep you healthy so just drink some water and and lastly everybody there are going to be holiday parties that come up whether they are virtual whether they're in person it's the holiday season and the gift that give keeps on giving is a clean ass so just get up in there and wash it just i don't care how you do it again we may, if you have a, a, a soap of choice, um, Dove soap, Irish spring, whatever it may be, whatever your preferred washing vessel is, just wash your ass because it's important um, that you do it. Um, like I said, it's it's the gift that keeps on giving all year round. Uh, so just make sure you, that you wash your ass. In the meantime, we next week are coming back with a films, a film review episode. Oh, Doug, what are we watching? Um, Brian, we are going to watch what I hope will eventually be a holiday classic. Oh, but we no. are going to watch the movie Fat Man starring Fat Mel Gibson. Man. And okay. it is available to rent on Vudu for oh, seven bucks. Okay. So we are going to watch that and review that next week. The, the, the three of us will be back together again. So we'll watch that next week. And yeah, we're super jacked about it. It's Mel Gibson. He plays Santa Claus and some kid who gets coal for Christmas hires a hitman who's trying to take him out. That's the synopsis. I imagine hilarity ensues because it sounds ridiculous. Um, so yeah, we're going to watch that next week and we'll cover that for y'all next week. Um, so yeah, catch up with that there in the meantime, as you wait. Um, but Hey, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. We hope y'all stay safe. Um, and that you have a, a joyous holiday season as you start to enter that. Um, and we will catch you all next week.